Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey. And this is This Week in AEW. And we're going to guide you through the week that was in AEW and take you a little ways into the week that will be. Uh, kind of tell you a little about what AEW has coming up. Uh, let's get right into it with some match results. AEW Dynamite, September 13th, 2023, Cincinnati, Ohio. AEW International Champion John Moxley kept his belt by defeating Big Bill via submission. In the Women's World Title Eliminator four-way match, Tony Storm defeated Dr. Britt Baker DMD, Hikaru Shida, and Nyla Rose to become number one contender to the women's world title. So that sets up Soraya versus Tony Storm, uh, Outcast battling, excuse me, Outcast battling for the women's world title at Grand Slam on the 20th, which is today as we record, just a couple hours from now. Uh, we, have, we have the big Grand Slam show coming up. Uh, also, Hangman Adam Page pinned. Ring of Honor six-man tag team champion Brian Cage. Very good match. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne beat Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. They had Jake Hager and Anna, Ray, Anna Jay in their corner. And the match of the night was the Grand Slam World Title Eliminator Tournament Final. They, they gotta come up with better names to call these tournaments they do. Grand Slam World Title Eliminator Tournament Final. Uh, Ring of Honor World Television Champion Samoa Joe beat Roderick Strong via submission. And so Roddy was neck strong, but it wasn't enough to get him through Samoa Joe. <laughs> and Samoa Joe becomes the number one contender, and Samoa Joe versus MJF set up for Grand Slam on the 20th. And Roderick Strong's hopes were dashed. Uh, AEW Collision, September 16th, from State College, PA. That's uh, maybe part of the campus of Penn State University. Uh, but it's, it's their, I guess, their basketball arena or whatever. Uh, it's Britt Baker's alma mater. Correct, correct. Maybe where they play ice hockey, too. I'm not sure if they, I'm sure they have an ice hockey team. Uh to open up, Ricky Starks and Big Bill beat Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli and Brian Danielson of the Blackpool Combat Club. AEW World Tag Team Champions FTR beat the Iron Savages via pinfall. There's no reason the Iron Savages should get a World Tag Team title shot. That's ridiculous. Okay. John Silver pinned... AEW World Trios Champion Anthony Bowens Aussie Open beat Pretty Boy Smooth and Wes Barkley in a squash match Andrade El Idolo beat Scorpio Sky via submission so they have both those men return and Scorpio Sky gets jobbed out his first match there you go uh, big upset the Righteous beat the Hardys yeah. A lot of the crowd was just asleep for this match, and then at the end, the, the Righteous beat the Hardys, and you, you hear them wake up, and they're like, oh, huh, what? What the fuck? Yeah. You know? People better not sleep on the Righteous. Yeah, apparently. 
Uh, and the main event on Collision, TBS champion Chris Statlander beat Dr. Britt Baker DMD via pinfall. So Statlander missed out on being number one contender and missed out on being TBS champion this you week. You mean Britt Baker did? Well, who did I say? You said Statlander. Oh, Britt Baker missed out on being number one contender and TBS champion. Two big losses for her this week. I'm surprised they did a hometown loss. Yeah, they're about the hometown win. Yeah. Yeah. Vince McMahon's big on the hometown loss. Mm -hmm. People would look at going, making a trip to their hometown and just dread it because he would want to, seriously, because he would want to embarrass you. Really? Oh, yeah. He would want to, that you could look and he would want to embarrass you and make you do the dumbest shit you've ever done, lose a match, lose it terribly in your hometown. Why? Things like that. Some sick kind of... You know how these fucking rich cocksuckers get off on their power, you know? Yeah. Some rich guy game, you know? That's... Yeah, Jim Ross actually writes all about it in his book, Slobberknocker. If you'd like to read more about Vince McMahon and the, the psychological games he plays with his employees, read Jim Ross's book, Slobberknocker. Jim Ross worked very closely with Vince McMahon for years, and uh, he talks about those kinds of things that Vince McMahon would do. Hmm. Vince McMahon's a weird fucking guy. I've read quite a bit on him throughout the years from people who have worked with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just, you know, randos on the internet who think they know this and think they know that. Like, people who have worked with him. Uh He's an odd person. You know, doesn't like it when people sneeze. Yeah. That kind of thing. Weird. Thinks it Not shows... Not because germs, right, but because it shows weakness. Shows weakness, yeah. Doesn't like it when people sleep on the plane on the way. That, he just thinks people should be sociable. Mm. On the way back, you know. Yeah, but if you're tired, I don't want to talk to someone who's a grump. I want them mm-hmm. to go to sleep so I can... Mm-mm. No. Have a nice plane trip. He does not care for it. He does not care for that. Weird. At least on his private jet. He's not, oh. you know he doesn't fly with the rabble. Like yeah, a private jet. Didn't yeah. Know about that. Yeah. He's he ain't flying American Airlines. Uh, all right. What next? Enough about Vince McMahon. He doesn't own AEW. Did you yeah. tell us your match of the week? I oh, I, I didn't say my match of the night even. Yeah. Uh, so, match of the night on Dynamite. Oh, I did say it was Samoa Joe over yeah, Roderick he, he Strong. Yeah, didn't say it for Collision. Match of the night on Collision. Let me look through here real quick. Match of the night on Collision was probably Ricky Starks and Big Bill beating Castagnoli and Brian Danielson. Um, and match of the week, I'll give it to Samoa Joe over Roderick Strong. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a good match. Yeah. And then they played it up and had Roderick Strong get carried off on a stretcher again mm-hmm. and have Adam and have him screaming, Adam! Yeah. Adam! <laughs> it was... They've been doing such great character work with Roderick Strong and mm-hmm. Adam Cole and the kingdom keeping Adam Cole away from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so good. I can't wait to see where it's going. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they know already. I, I think they know already. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see where it's where it's all going. It's, it's going somewhere with MJF involved as well, I think. 
feel like that's one thing that I feel differently about with the two companies. Like, AEW, when they're telling us a story, I feel like they know where it's going and where it's ending while they're telling it. With WWE, it feels like they're, like, making things up on the fly almost, you know? Like, I don't think they have any idea where the bloodline is going. Well, that's that's hard when you got, like, you got several different bosses, you know? Yeah. You've got Triple H, who's kind of the head of creative, and then you've got Vince, who's really the head, like, whatever he says goes, Mm -hmm. and then you've got whoever in the actual writing room who is the head of the the process, Mm -hmm. and then each story will have maybe a writer or two writers and then say one of those two writers may take the lead in being the the lead, you know, because like I said, it's Michael Hayes and Paul Heyman have been doing a lot of the bloodline stuff. Yeah. So maybe say one of them takes the lead and then it goes through Triple H and then it goes through Vince McMahon. So it goes through different channels and so it, it goes it goes from here to here to here to here. So it gets shifted around and then by the time it gets shifted around it may not be even the same story that was being told. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's why it feels like that, I think, you know. Oh, no, that makes sense. Because getting channeled. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of storylines, let's talk AW's storylines or what we got going on. So okay. do you want to talk about Grand Slams? We will, because like I say, it's, it's, tonight. it's tonight as we speak. And every everything has been kind of heading that way. Uh, John Moxley defending his inter- international title against Ray Phoenix. He had a match weeks ago against Phoenix. I don't know if you remember. He absolutely just murdered him. Yeah, it was right before All In. Yeah, p- pissed me off. He just jobbed him out. Mm-hmm. Pissed a lot of people off. I feel like this is not going to be that. I feel like they're oh, going to give him time. Yeah. I feel like they knew that they were going to have this match later. Mm-hmm. And I think Phoenix is going to give him more of a fight this time. And it's going to go for longer, and it's really going to be a battle. Well, you, here. Don't, you don't think Phoenix is going to win the belt? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I think he could, but I don't think he's going to win the belt. But mm-hmm. I think it will be a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what's happening there. I think it's pretty simple. Jericho and Guevara. Storyline's been going for a while. You know, with, with Sammy. You know, is he outgrowing Chris Jericho? Can he grow as a person as a wrestler and still be friends with Chris Jericho of course he can so mm-hmm. I think that's what he needs to realize and understand you know no I don't understand is that he can grow as a wrestler and as a mm-hmm. person and still be friends with Chris Jericho you think he doesn't know that his character doesn't seem to his mm-hmm. his character seems to think that he has to be a lackey if he's going to be friends with Jericho. I think Jericho might think that he has to be a lackey if he's going to be friends with Jericho. Yeah. How many friends have you seen Jericho have on AEW that were his equals and not under him? MJF. Yeah. For a little bit. That was fake. That was fake. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Thanks. That's a good point. So, what do you think's happening there, Jericho and Guevara? I think they're going to stay friends. I think that this is just... You think they're going to have a knockdown, drag-out fight first? Like a good wrestling match. Yeah, okay. And then, yeah, I think they're going to be friends. 
Jericho's gonna have no friends if Sammy doesn't stay friends with him. And what are you gonna do with Jericho if he has no friends? You know, he's like a walking mouthpiece. Who's he gonna talk to? The audience. Then he'll become more focused, refocused on his wrestling. Yeah. You know? I like him with Sammy, though. I mean, so do I. So do I. But it might be interesting to see what happens if he's on his own and, like I said, becomes refocused on just pro wrestling. Where does that lead his character? Mm -hmm. He's not a pro wrestler. He's a sports entertainer. He is a sports entertainer. That's true. So, yeah, well, it, they could go either way with that story. Uh, I don't think it, it matters who wins or loses the match. Everything that matters is what happens after the match is over tonight, you yeah, know? Yeah, I agree. doesn't matter who wins or loses the match. The women's world title, we got the, the outcasts who are still together. I thought they broke up, yeah, what's up with like, this? two pay-per-views ago or whatever, but uh, Soraya is defending the women's world title against Tony Storm tonight. Well, Tony Storm is out of the Outcasts, right? It's just Soraya and I think Tony Storm's still in the Outcasts. Yeah, they just she's just gone crazy, a little bit, so or a lot bit, so. So Ruby Soho, do you think she's going to be ringside and yes. on Soraya's side? Like, are they going to cheat to cost Tony Storm the? I hope not. Well, yeah, I want her to win that back so much, but at the same time. It's so fun watching her go crazy without it. They're like, I almost don't want her to win it. She would be the first person to have it three times, right? Or does Correct. the in- interim not count? No, interim counts. Okay. She would be the first person to have it three times, yeah. No, interim counts just as much as regular. It's just kind of denoting the the way in which you held it, you know? Mm-hmm. Seems crappy. No, I don't think so. It's like an asterisk. It is, but it's not not a negative, really. Just means you had it while the... the previous champion was indisposed. And then the Mm -hmm. important thing is what happened when they came back. Did you beat them or not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you beat them and keep, keep your belt or not? But then if you beat them, does your title reign start from... The date you beat the former champion or the date you got the interim belt? The day you got the interim belt. Your title reign is still... And then you your just title reign. The, the interim part. Correct, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, sorry. Uh, outcasts. Yeah. So, are the outcasts... Are they staying together after the show? What do you think? I mean, it seems like they're not splitting them apart. Yeah. Even though... So, I mean, I guess, yes, they're staying together. They're good together. Yeah. I feel like, like, they each bring their own gifts to the party, you mm-hmm. know? They were good together. I don't know. I hope, uh, like you said, it really feels like Ruby Soho may cheat to help Soraya mm-hmm. win. Yeah. Because it kind of seems like they, the two sane ones, have taken a side against Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. The insane one. Yeah. So I just hope they don't, right, cheat to to defeat Tony Storm. Or if they do, it blows up in their faces and Tony gets it back. And do you think she'll just snap out of it if she wins the belt? I hope not. I love this character. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it'll where it where it'll go. People have been loving the character, so. 
She she's like a like a nineteen forties Ophelia. You know, from Hamlet. Yeah. Like just the like in her own head, in her own world. Well, she's like the character from Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I haven't is, seen that. I believe it's the the name of the movie. I can't remember the character's name, but that's who she is. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Ring of Honor world title on the Grand Slam card. This storyline's been going on forever. Uh, Ring of Honor world champion Claudio Castagnoli of the Blackpool Combat Club is taking on Eddie Kingston. This match is for his Ring of Honor world title, and it is for Eddie Kingston's New Japan uh, Open Weight title. There's more to that, isn't it? New Japan Strong Open Weight. New Japan Strong Open Weight title. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this match is for both belts, so the winner will have both belts. Who do you think is winning that? I think Eddie Kingston's winning. I think he is I think too. they want to get the big pop in New York, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the big pop in New York. But yeah, this is about some feud from a decade ago and some other promotion. And it's been explained poorly on television. They've not done the build well. Where Claudio was leaving for WWE and he didn't didn't want to do any jobs on the way out the door. Mm -hmm. And like... He tried to shake Eddie's hand, and he wouldn't shake his hand. Some shit like that. I, I, I've, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten mixed up with the with the story. Even I feel like I've gotten more of the story from people explaining it to other people on Twitter and Reddit yeah. than I have from the actual AEW show. But yeah, what it was is, is Claudio wouldn't do jobs, and then there was something about respect, and one of them would not shake the other one's hand, uh, and one of them's upset over that. Well, Eddie didn't shake. Claudio's hand I think at, that's the, at correct. the Ring of Honor pay-per-view where they had a match Okay. for the belt last time. No, this is some other handshake. This okay. is some other handshake okay. thing. Yeah, some other handshake from years ago. I see. So they, they've not explained it well on TV, so I don't care about it, the feud. I care you about know? the feud just because I like Eddie Kingston. I like I Eddie like, Kingston. I like hearing him. Talk about like his promos are so great, you yeah. know. Like, oh yeah, he, they're so engaging. Like he cut a good one, uh, profanity laced tirade mm-hmm. this past week on what show was it? Do you remember? It was collision wasn't it? it? Was collision? Was it? Was it rampage? I don't remember. Oh, we watched a lot of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It was on some show this week. Mm-hmm. A profanity laced tirade. He was like, "Edit that." He was like, "Don't edit it." And at the end, he was like, "No, go edit the shit out of that." Yeah. Go beep the shit out of that. Is that your Eddie Kingston impression? No. Okay. Now go wait at the shit out of that. No. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, terrible. Now go wait at the shit out of that. There's my Eddie Kingston impression. That's really just awful. Listeners, I apologize. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Oh Wu Tang Clan. Hey! make that sound. Ooh, I get, Wu-Tang for life. Method Man. Rubble, rubble. Okay, anyway. Um, what else is what else we got at the Grand Slam? Or is that, is that the no, event? No, the main event. World champion oh, yeah. MJF defending against Samoa Joe. Uh, the 
Ring of Honor World Television Champion. They've got to get rid of some of these belts. Uh, the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. His Ring of Honor World Television title is not on the line. Um, and this also stems from something that happened years ago when Joe was NXT champion. MJF was playing a part of a security guard, and these security guards were walking with Joe, and MJF, as a, as a security guard, starts walking a, a little... Uh, a little in front of Joe, and Joe just pushes him against the wall, pushes him to where he won't walk faster than him. And you see MJF give him a look for a second, like, what the fuck? And then he just decides to keep walking and stay in his role. But you could tell he was miffed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great that they have that footage. Yeah, how are they allowed to use that? I don't know how they're allowed to use that NXT footage. I have no idea. Fascinating. No idea. No idea. Yeah, I was, I've been wondering about that since they first played it. And then I thought maybe I saw it somewhere that wasn't on AEW. But they definitely have shown that on AEW television, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a short enough clip where you can get away with it? No, that's not how that works. No? That no, just no, works no. like that for music? No, no, no. It, it works that way, but not not for TV right rights like that no, uh, no. Okay. like if you're doing a review you can show clips of things uh, okay. but that's really about it um, if you're making fun of it that kind of counts too you can show short clips of things hmm. but not I don't know I don't know how they're getting that's a good question how they're getting to show it but anyways, so it's MJF and Joe. Who do you think's winning? MJF. His, MJF his, is winning. His championship reign is not ending to Joe. And Joe's TV title is not on the line, right? Right. MJF's not going to have three belts walking around? Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, oh, no, it's not on the line, yeah. Uh, so can I, so I have some questions. MJF's winning, yeah. What? Is Adam Cole going to be at ringside, you think? For that match? Yeah. Adam Cole? Yes, oh, Adam Cole. Uh, Adam, Adam Cole. Cole I, th- right. I was thinking Adam Page. I'm sorry. Adam Cole, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. Do you think we see Roderick Strong in the kingdom make an appearance during the match at any point? I hope so. Yeah. I'm very interested to see what they do with this. I hope so. I'm, you know how, like, at one point I was, like, really into the bloodline and so excited about to, like, find out what's going to happen in the bloodline? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about this now, Roderick Strong. It's a good, uh, it's a good story. Yeah. I just want to see more like of those. It, I want to see more of those uh, <laughs> interviews. Interviews, yeah. I, where he's like, "I just want my friend back," you know. <laughs> I love that so much. In uh, my head, in that interview, he's wearing like a Mister Rogers sweater. No, like, he's not. He's, what is he wearing in it? Just like a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah, just regular just... guys' clothes. No Mister Rogers sweater. I just want my friend back. It was so great when Joe gave him the stretcher job the second time, and he's just calling, Adam, Adam, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Roderick Strong, man, that guy is doing some character work. And and those pictures that they took of him, this guy is making a character and giving it his all. So good good on him, you know? I've, I've been impressed with his dedication to his craft and making the shit work mm-hmm. and, and looking like an absolute geek in the process mm-hmm. so good good on him and he's good in the ring yeah oh yeah yes he is very good yeah so that's nice because it sucks when they like some give someone a really awesome character and then like they can't perform when it's the time comes you know yeah 
But yeah, so there's a quick rundown of the the uh, stories that have gone on the last little bit that have that are going to be uh, resolved at Grand Slam or that are going to keep going through Grand Slam for some of them. Um, Do you want me to talk about Wrestle Dream at all, or? Yeah, let's talk okay. about Wrestle Dream. Okay. Uh, what have we got coming? Wrestle Dream, of course, coming up fast, coming up October first. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what matches have we got coming up at Wrestle Dream? We got, I'll save the best for last. We got FTR versus Aussie Open. And that one is coming about just because Aussie Open are contenders. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Yeah. There's no, nothing personal going on there, really. No, not that I know okay. of. Yeah, just like they were former champions on Ring of Honor. Yeah. They're awesome. Um,. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page. And that's coming on. Why did Swerve take a... Is it just because Adam, Adam Page is like honky cowboy? Maybe. I think that's why. He's just like so white. Yeah, he's pretty white. He's blonde. That's why Sir, yeah. Swerve is taking a a hatred to, to, to Adam. Well, I think he's just been given opportunities that Swerve hasn't been given, you know? I mean... He's a former champion. Has Swerve had a championship match? Nope. So, I think that might be why. And I think Paige, I could be wrong. No, never mind. Okay. Uh. <laughs> um, we also have half a match announced. What, you got nothing else to say about Paige and Swerve? Oh, I, I mean, I love Swerve. I've gone on the record. I mean, it's just I'm interesting because he brought Swerve. up the race thing, you know, mm-hmm. so now we got that whole deal playing into it, you know. Well, Got, just, I mean, I agree with him. Like, if he'd been given the opportunities that Adam Page has had... But, do, he, but the, he said, I'd be been. the first black champion. So he brings up the whole race thing. So do you think that Page was... He sort of implies that Page was given opportunities because of his race. Do you think that's the case here? Do you think Tony Khan, someone No, who, because I don't think they had... And Tony Khan's not even white. Is he alleging that Tony Khan has some sort of pro-white, anti-black bias? I don't... I, I didn't pick up on any of that. You, I think I think he was just saying... We, I mean, there haven't been that many world champions, right? There's been like five. They've all been white. They have all been white. I agree. That's the true statement. But, I mean, so his point is valid. But I think, too, like, it's not just that he hasn't been a champion. He hasn't even had the opportunity to become a champion. Well, so, part of that could be Swerve is not as talented a wrestler as Adam Page. Oh, I disagree. No, no, he's You think not. Adam Page is better than Swerve Strickland? Unquestionably better. I completely disagree. Yeah, no, he's, there's no, it's not even close. I think it's not even close to the inarguable, other way. Inarguable. No, I think it's very arguable because yeah. I totally disagree with you. Inarguable. Interesting. No, you're wrong. Mm, no, I'm right. Mm. Yeah, I'm right. See, arguable. So you were wrong about the inarguable part. You would argue with a fucking brick wall, <laughs> though. <laughs> yes, so. I would. And I would win. <laughs> no, he, well, that's the thing, though. But that's what what makes it so weird is that he picked a guy that he's not better than to to... Say shit about his race, you know? 
So you never I, answered I mean, my question. Do you think Paige was given opportunities because of his race? No, I just think that, I mean, Swerve wasn't in AEW when yeah. he had his chances. Yeah. So I just think that they didn't have the caliber talent. Because they didn't, for a long time, they didn't have very many not white wrestlers. Yeah, they just had like Lee Johnson and. Uh, yeah. Hobbs. Hobbs has been around for a while. Yeah. Um, and and he, they had some. Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio. Scorpio Sky. But he was TNT champion twice yeah. and tag champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't he tag champion? Yeah, he was, was one, the one of the first, first tag choice, champions. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gotta remember if it was Frankie Kazarian and and Scorpio Sky or Frankie Kazarian and the other old guy whose name I don't remember. C- Christopher Daniels. Is that who it was? No, it it you're you're thinking about Christopher Daniels, but it was Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Oh, okay, but Christopher Daniels was in SCU with SCU, them. SCU, yes. Okay. Hmm. I just associate Christopher Daniels so much with Ring of Honor. I forgot that he was in AEW for a while before. But anyways, so it'll be interesting to see where this, where this feud is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swerve's done some wild shit. He's kind of put his his feud with Nick Wayne and uh, Darby Allen on hold. He did break into or not break in. He walked into, sauntered in to Nick Wayne's garage and beat him and bloodied him. He and. Uh, A.R. Fox did, beat him and bloodied him, and had him FaceTime Darby Allen. Um, so he's taking a break from beating on Nick Wayne to, to go and argue with Hangman over who has gotten opportunities because of what and why and when. So it'll be very interesting to see how that how this plays out. I still can't get over that you think that Adam Page is better than Swerve. Yeah. Like, just the varied offense that Swerve has. Hangman. So much, so much more variety in his in his move sets. No, Hangman, you're wrong. Think back to those matches where Hangman was a tag team champion with Kenny Omega. No, no, no. I'm not talking. About, I'm not talking about as a tag team. I'm talking about as a singles wrestler. As a tag team, I haven't seen Swerve in very many tag matches, so I actually don't know. I skipped his when I was with Keith Lee, but then his partner was Keith Lee, so I feel like I might be dragging him down a little bit, you know? But as a singles wrestler, no, Swerve is, is better. Um, the other matches that we have uh, at Wrestle Dream, we got a half a match, like I was saying. We have uh, Ring of Honor Pure Champion uh, Katsuyori Shibata versus someone... We don't know who yet. They have got to stop with the Ring of Honor belts, bringing them over to AEW. There's a ridiculous amount of belts around now. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. We've got the AEW world title. We've got the Ring of Honor world title. We've got the AEW international world uh, title. We've got the Ring of Honor World Television title. We've got the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. We've got the AEW World Tag Team titles. We've got the AEW World Trios titles. We've got the AEW World Women's title. We've got the Ring of Honor World Women's title. We've got the AEW... Oh, uh, uh, I said the trios. we got the TBS. Ring of Honor Six-Man title. we got the TBS title. we got the uh, TNT title. Did I leave one out? 
know. It's too many belts. It's too many goddamn championships, isn't it? That's ridiculous. To have that many people walking around with championship belts, they don't mean anything. Well... When you got that many people with with belts. And the Ring of Honor should stay on... Should stay on Ring of Honor. That's part of the reason. They're, they're diluting mm-hmm. what the belts mean on I, the show when every match has somebody walking out with a belt. I'm okay with the pure championship going on both just because that's so different and AEW doesn't have a belt like that where it has like a different rule set. All the more reason for people to subscribe to Ring of Honor. Yeah, but they're not. Oh, that was another one I left off. The Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Yeah, I didn't know if you weren't saying that one because that was what started the conversation. Jesus Christ with all these belts. It's too many. I'm okay with it. No, it's too many. It's ridiculous. It just makes it hard for, like, us and the announcers because you have to say, like, a million words when you're just trying to introduce two people. It's it's too many. Yeah, Shibata is defending the pure championship against someone... I tell you who I would like to see him fight is Dalton Castle. Interesting. I think Castle would be good in a pure match, you know? Mm-hmm. He has that uh, catch-as-catch-can wrestling, you know, legit wrestling background. What does that mean? Just It's a style of, of wrestling. Catch-as-catch-can? Uh, yeah. He doesn't really. He just... It's I a, don't it's, understand it's, what you're saying. It's, a, it's like an old form of wrestling. Oh, okay. He doesn't really oh, okay, have it. Okay. It's just kind of when you wrestle around, when you can wrestle around and improvise and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. I gotcha, okay. Uh, amateur wrestle, you know. Mm-hmm. My point was he's a, he's a good with the amateur wrestle, uh, wrestling style. That was my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think... Shibata versus Castle would be a good match. I know who I want, but I can't remember what his last name is. Uh, but his, or, well, I remember one of his names, which may be his last name or his first name. Christian? Do you know who I'm talking about? Christian Cage? No. Then no. He was on Ring of Honor. He was in that tag team with, like, Metalik and... Uh, oh, Blake Christian. Blake Christian. Thank you. Blake Christian. Couldn't come up with the Blake. That's who I would like to see. Okay. Out of, out of nowhere. No, he's really good. They've had matches before on Ring of Honor, and I really enjoy them, so I'd like yeah. to see it again. Okay. And, like, he can really hold his own. That's, their styles really complement each other well, and, and the rules of the pure match, I think, lend itself to, to his style of wrestling. You know what's weird, though, is they don't have high flyers in those matches. The pure matches? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're trying to get your partner, your not your partner, your opponent... To use up their submissions, so it's like mainly. You mean you mean their rope breaks? Their rope breaks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, I so, get it. Yeah. Just. I mean, you can have a high flyer in it. There's not like rules against it. It's just the the rules of the match lend itself more to a submission based match. Yeah. Yeah. Just fly high, and then once you've grounded them, slap on a submission hold. You know. Mm-hmm. Kind of Owen Hart style. That's that's what he did a lot of, a lot of times. You Zach know? Sabre Jr. does that too, which is why I told I, I said this off air. But if I could pick really who I'd want to see him face, I'd want to see Zach Sabre Jr. 
But the last match we have to mention is, in fact, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson to solve the mystery of who is the best technical wrestler in the world. Who's your money on? Mm, I don't know. My money's on Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know. Don't know. Brian Danielson, they're both very good. Mm -hmm. They're both very good. I don't know. I'm reserving judgment. Watching uh, Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle is like watching water flow through, like, like over rocks, you know? Mm. I see. Just, like, so fluid in his movements. And, like, the second you get out of one submission, he is, like, run over you and put on another one. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very good. It's like, a, it's like a dance, you know, like ballet. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous wrestling. Yeah. That, uh, I'd like to see him come over here and then get a, a feud started, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's coming up in, uh, what's today, the 20th? 11 days. They better get on these feuds. We got another damn pay-per-view coming up in 11 days and no matches. I don't know what they're, what they're doing in AEW. Yeah, but the, they need their, to get their shit together. Their pay, pay their pay reviews are always fantastic. I know, you know? I know. So, I mean, like, but but I would like some build. I would appreciate some build. I would appreciate some story behind the matches. I like awesome matches, the same as everybody else. I like awesome wrestling matches, but you know what I like better is awesome stories too. Yeah, but if you can only and a lot of times on I would rather have I would rather have an awesome story and a good match than a than no story and a great match. You're crazy. I say a lot of times. I yeah. say a lot of times, not always. Mm-hmm. Well, this story with Zack Sabre Jr. and Danielson, they were supposed to wrestle each other at the original Forbidden Door. So this match has been planned for over two years. Yeah. And it's just now finally happening. So I feel like that's some build. You know? If you know that, they haven't mentioned that really. Uh Say you're going to have a show with ten matches. Have, like, three of them can just be awesome, slapped together, no story. Give me seven with a story. That That's fair. At least. Yeah. So seven or eight need to have a have a story behind them. But AEW has not been doing that. They've really just been flying by the seat of their pants and just booking whatever shit they want. It's not been... I mean, the ratings have showed it's not what people want to see. Their pay-per-view ratings? No, they well, no the pay-per-view ratings have been good. Uh, their television ratings. Is oh, what I, mean. you're, so you're, I thought you were talking about lack of So people, people know their pay-per-views are good and they get them. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about their television ratings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their, their television is not what people want to see, you know? What people want to see is wrestlers and stories and some good matches. But they they refuse to do it that way. And it's going to be to their detriment. I mean, it already is to their detriment. You know, the the, the luster is, is going to wear off at some point on it being shiny and new. And, you know, they can't, can't attract wrestlers just on shiny and new forever, you know? You gotta, you gotta um, have, you gotta have something behind the product. You think that what's attracting wrestlers to the company is that it's shiny and new? Partly, 
Yeah, it's just this new number two contender, new number two option has arisen. And, yeah, and and it's not Vince. Yes, I think that's a big part of what, oh, what is drawing. Oh, I think not Vince is a big part. Yeah, number two, yeah. It's new, and it's not Vince. Yeah, that's a lot of what is well, attracting people to the, the, the product, yes. Well, those are two very different things, because it's not new wears off. It's not Vince doesn't wear off. Because well, it's never Vince. It's never going well, to be Vince. It may, it may. People didn't think WCW was going to be Vince, and WCW became Vince. They don't say never. No, don't ruin everything a- in a- my brain. AEW could become Vince someday. Could become TKO. Could become part of TKO. Gross. Yeah. So they need. That's my point. Is they need to book to what people want. And people want to see wrestlers in stories. You know, I want to see wrestlers in stories. Give us some stories. Give us more. Give us more. They're, they're, they don't give enough. Chris Jericho said that Dynamite's the number one show on Wednesdays. Is that not true? I'm not sure what he was using to gauge that. Oh. He didn't specify. I'm not sure what he was using to gauge mm. that. No, I, I don't think that's true, but uh, it may be. I don't know. Mm. I don't think that's true. We will look it up and we'll figure out later. What okay. what are we going to? What are we, talk, what are we uh, talking next about? Next we have news. News. I have some news and you have some over there too. Yeah. Let's let me here. Let's see. AEW news. Rob Van Dam. The whole fucking show is returning to AEW. Uh. He is on collision this Saturday. That'll be, what's the date? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The 23rd uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, he is from ba- uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. So it's in his neck of the woods. Uh, can't wait to see. They've not announced who he's wrestling. I'm not sure if they've announced that he's wrestling. I think he, he is wrestling, though. I think they might have said Rob Van Dam in action. In action, yeah. I think they've said in action, okay. So, Rob Van Dam. Can't wait. One of my favorites ever. I love it. Uh, Also, some bad news. Talking about one of my favorites ever. Elijo Del Vikingo uh, received an injury this week. He was competing uh, on an indie show. I forget. It was Ring of Honor, you told me. Oh, it was Ring of Honor. It was Ring of Honor. Thank you. Uh, it was Ring of Honor, and somebody gooped up and didn't catch my boy on a move, and he landed on his hip, and it was initially feared that he might have broken his hip, and he was taken off uh, and was in a wheelchair at the at the end of the show. Uh, but it, he did not break his hip. He is going to miss some dates, though, but... Uh, the hope is for a quick, uh, you know, he's young. The hope is for a quick recovery. I'm not sure wh- exactly what the injury was, aside from a hip injury. Uh, we will keep you updated on his status because I don't want him to get hurt. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. But he's... he's. We don't want anyone to get hurt. We don't want anyone to get hurt, but yeah. 
especially him. He's a little special babe. Yeah, he's a little wrestling god. Mm-hmm. I love him. Uh, so to whoever didn't catch him, right, get your shit together. Uh, Everyone makes mistakes. No, get your shit together. Catch the man right. Uh, scissoring belts are on sale at Shop AEW. If you've seen the acclaim, uh, the acclaimed lately, you know that they have scissoring belts. They have new pink trios belts that have ends that can scissor each other. Mm-hmm. Like the straps can scissor each other. Right. Uh, you can buy these. The, they're not replicas. They are the exact same belts that the the wrestlers would be carrying in the ring. Uh, $5,000 each. So as someone who doesn't live in the wrestling world, like, I didn't grow up with, like, replica belt knowledge. In normal life, when you use the word replica, it means these belts. These are replica belts because they're replicas of the actual belt. No, like no. in no 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 no. Like in museums, when you see a replica of an original piece, it is an exact copy of that original piece made out of the same material no, a, a replica, and the same thing. No, no, no. A replica it means it's made out of different it looks the same, but it's made out of different materials. I understand that with with these belts. What I'm saying is in all other worlds in life, replica does not mean that. Okay, I'm just telling you. Yeah, that's no, what I'm, it means. I'm making it clear for our listeners because they might, like me, not understand. Like, if it's not a replica belt, that to me means that I'm taking the belt away and out of Anthony Bowen's hands, and yeah. it is now my belt. Yeah. So I just want to make that clear because I didn't not, understand. How about the this? Difference. We'll say it is not your standard replica belt. Yeah. It yeah. is the exact same material uh, that the wrestlers' belts are made of. And how much does it set you back again? Five thousand fucking dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and they only were selling how many? Ten. Ten of them. They're numbered. They are numbered. So good luck. Um so a lot of folks think that Edge is coming to AEW. His time with WWE Looks to be over. They did kind of a farewell to him in, in Toronto. Uh, I forget when that was. A month or two ago. Seems seems like a, a long time ago, but I, I bet it wasn't. It was not that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, here's a quote from Chris Jericho about Edge. He says, uh, I think somebody like Edge, uh, there's a lot of guys in WWE like this. They've kind of done everything they can do there. For him to come to AEW with a whole fresh new coat of paint, a new roster of matches that he can have, obviously a new name, which would then, knowing him, knowing me, uh, what I would do is a whole new look, a whole new mindset. That's the best thing about having AEW and about us being as successful as we are is that there's now a viable alternative. Jericho sounds like he's all for it. And Jericho sounds like it's happening. When asked about it. So, we will see. Uh, some some people, what I, from what I've read, some people in AEW seem to think it's happening. 
some people seem to think it is not happening. So we will see. A lot of people seem to think it's happening tonight, Grand Slam, as, I, as I'm as i speaking. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Jake Hager officially retired from MMA after fighting in four grueling fights, undefeated in four fights. He has officially retired now. I'm sure he will be greatly missed. Uh, on Busted Open Radio, Chris Jericho, again, uh, he was asked if AEW is better now than it was a month ago, and he said yes, absolutely, which seems to be the opinion of a lot of the wrestlers. Uh, you know, people seem to feel as though a cloud has been lifted with CM Punk being gone. A lot of people felt as though they need to walk on eggshells around him. And they they had made a whole fucking new different television show for the guy, you know, and his uh, his attitude, whatever else, you know. So that's all gone. So I'm sure that his answer is. Uh, I'm sure he's speaking for a lot of the the roster. AEW Rampage, very good show. Definitely one to watch if you're an AEW fan like we are. Uh, record low in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. In, in its normal time slot. Record low this week. Uh, QT Marshall confirmed that his short-term AEW extension is in place. Uh, they're still negotiating a longer extension. Marshall has been away uh, defending his AAA Latin American title. And he wears, when he goes in... Uh, Hispanic countries, he wears his American Stars and Stripes gear, and then when he comes back and wrestles in America, now he's the Latin American champion, now he wears his, his uh, Mexican wrestling gear, you know, where, whatever he's going to be a heel in is what he wears, it's great. And I tell you, after seeing QT Marshall wrestle in Mexico, I have a new respect for him. Uh, Jade Cargill is likely headed to WWE, one of the stronger women in AEW. Uh, lost to uh, Chris Statlander. They they embraced after. It was very obvious that it was her last match meeting Cargill. And she is likely headed to WWE. Tony Khan said he can't comment on it. Uh, Anthony Bowen's one-third of the trio's champions, thanks the fans in a heartfelt letter uh, written for the Players' Tribune. So you can find that online. Just search Anthony Bowen's letter to the fans, and you can find that. Is that the news? That's the news. That's the news. It's time for the top five, top five, top, 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 five, 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 top five. It's time for the top five rankings, where every week we rank the top five men, the top five women, and the top five men's teams. And in the teams, it could be either a tag team or a trios team. We kind of throw them all in there. So let's start with teams. And it's a super secret process. K gets to make a top five. I get to make a top five. And we 
kind of mash them up, and uh, and then it becomes the no bones about wrestling at top five. So for teams, number five. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne, their first time ever in the top five. Number four, another team, first time ever in the top five. Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Another team, their first time ever in the top five. Yes. Coming off of a big win over the Hardys, uh, the Righteous. And I should add the uh, Big Bill and Starks, they had a big win over Claudio Castagnoli and Brian Danielson. That's no, you know, that's a, a good one. But yeah, the Righteous, big win over the Hardys. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the World Trios champions with their super expensive belts, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass, falling from number one last week. And the number one successfully defended their FTR titles against the Iron Savages. Their tag titles. What did I say? Their FTR titles. (laughs) They successfully defended their world tag team titles against the Iron Savages. What show was that? Sounds like a collision match. It does sound like a collision match. Yep, it was on collision. FTR, moving up one spot from number two to number one this week, FTR. So we got FTR, Acclaimed and Daddy Ass, two, Righteous, number three, Big Bill and Starks, four, and Allen and Wayne, number five. Uh, Let's do the men next. Number five, Andrade El Idolo. Got a win over uh, Scorpio Sky on collision. That was a good match. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Hangman Adam Page got a win over Brian Cage on Dynamite. Number three, falling a spot from number two, the AEW International Champion John Moxley, who successfully defended his belt against Big Bill on Dynamite. Number two, uh, the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, moving up two spots from number four. Samoa Joe, who became the number one contender by defeating Roderick Strong on Dynamite. And still in the top spot, he's held, he's been there for weeks, MJF, the AEW World Champion, who, despite not wrestling, still is our number one. And last but not least, the women top five. Uh, number five, just making the list, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Number four, Another former champion, uh, Hikaru Shida. Both of them were in that Grand Slam world title eliminator four-way. Number three, the TBS champion, falling a spot from last week, Chris Statlander, who successfully defended her belt against, who was it? Jade Cargill. Thank you, Jade Cargill. No, no, no. uh, And Britt Baker. And Britt Baker. Britt Baker, DMD. She had two matches this week. Because you wrestled Cargill. Oh, the Jade Cargill was that on on Rampage. Yeah, Yeah. Jade Cargill was on Rampage. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Number two, Tony Storm, the winner of that uh, four-way match. And our number one still, the AEW Women's World Champion, another member of the Outcasts, Soraya. 
So in the top five there for the women, Soraya, Tony Storm, Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And to count it down again for the men, number one, MJF, number two, Samoa Joe, number three, John Moxley, number four, Adam Page, number five, Andrade. Alright, and that brings us to our topic of the week. And our topic of the week this week is wrestlers and their hair. <laughs> their yeah. hair. Their hair. Their hair. So what do you got to say about wrestling hair? So well, uh, wrestling hair. Do you want to start with the history of wrestling hair? Well, I wasn't prepared to give the history of it. but I mean like the what you were telling me about why historically like wrestlers have longer hair so right so a lot of times you know you'll you'll notice especially in the in the 20th century um more so than in the 21st century uh especially in the 20th century you'd see wrestlers with longer hair uh like they were in a rock band or something you know a lot of that was to mask their mouths they wanted the hair to hang down uh over their and cover their faces and cover their mouth so when they were talking telling their opponent moves to do that no one could see their mouth move. It was the easiest way to get away with talking in the ring. You could just talk all day and no one would see it. And if you were lucky, no one would hear it, you know, because the fans are far enough away. You can usually talk in a normal voice, uh, like I'm talking right now, and the fans aren't going to be able to hear it because of all the fan noise and whatever else, um, and the referee shouting, and, you know, usually people can't hear it. And so the the hair was used as, as a blockade for uh, calling the match. Uh, and, of course, now wrestling is more out in the open. It's not as big a deal if people hear you calling a match. I mean, you still, it, you still don't want it to happen because, you know, it takes people out of the match. But it's not as big a de- it's not you know like a penalty of death if you if you if somebody hears you calling a match nowadays um, so we see a lot of wrestlers with shorter ha- hairstyles crazy hairstyles um, that's one of those things wrestlers have always been out there there's always been uh, you know you need to get noticed I mean there's so many damn wrestlers and managers around. You gotta do something to get noticed. What's an easy way? Cool hair, weird hair. Uh, you know, look at look back at people like, uh, well, Hulk Hogan dyeing his damn hair blonde for decades, dyeing his hair blonde, painting his beard black, both at the same time. Even in, in WCW, wrestlers doing weird shit with their hair. Luna Vachon. If you look at her, Google Luna Vachon, V-A-C-H-O-N, whatever she had going on with her hair. At one point, she played a a reporter in Florida who was kidnapped by a satanic cult. And uh, they did a thing where half of her hair was still normal, like she was in a, uh, like she was a news reporter still. But then half of her hair was like a mohawk and was all punk rocked out. And, and that, and so she was halfway gone into the cult, but there was still hope because half of her still had her reporter persona, so there was hope to to still you know save her from this horrible satanic cult. So you can talk through your hair, like Luna Vachon did, and then later that was all gone, and she had a fucking mohawk, 
uh, and she was in the satanic cult just right there with them. And uh, and so, like I said, you can t tell stories with your hair, like Luna Vachon did down in Florida in the 80s. It's okay, well, while we're thinking about it, what are some of your favorite wrestling hairstyles? I'll give you wrestling hairstyles from, like, the 80s to now. Okay. Um, like, that I actually liked or that are, like, memorable. Whichever. When I think about wrestlers and their weird hair, I think about Sid Vicious <laughs> and his like his ramen noodle his mullet. ramen noodle mullet and like Harley Race had the same haircut, you know, uh, very very strange, like a like a little blonde poodle sat on their head. Um, I enjoy the Nasty Boys hair. I'll just talk about some of my favorite mullets because I'm gonna be honest, my favorite wrestling haircuts are all mullets. Uh, so. We got the Nasty Boys and their beautiful mullets. We got Eddie Guerrero and his beautiful mullet, which brings us to modern day and Dominic Mysterio's beautiful mullet. Um, other current mullets I enjoy. Brian Pillman Jr., excellent mullet. Uh, Cash Wheeler, subtle, excellent mullet. Um, those are the only mullets I can really highlight. There's not a whole lot of mullets in wrestling anymore. Uh, Cactus Jack used to have a pretty good mullet. Uh, Cactus Jack's hair is like feathery like a feathery mullet that's just like it's almost like his looks like there's some kind of thing living on his head like a like an animal that's attached i love it it's beautiful and like when he anytime he moves and when he does his bang bang you know like waves in the wind it the blonde fluffy hair is the other hair i think of when i think of the 80s and wrestlers like uh valentine and Greg. and yeah, what? Greg Valentine. Greg, Greg Valentine. Um, Mr. Wonderful had it a little bit of the fluff, you know. Um, Ric Flair, obviously. Like yeah. a pompadour. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Vashon wins for best women's hair in wrestling, though. Yeah. It was awesome. And she used to paint the side of her shaved head with, like, different, like, robot-looking patterns sometimes and stuff. Very cool. She was crazy. One thing I don't understand, I'm going to talk about women's hair for a minute. Women's hair now in wrestling. All of them have such long hair except for like Bailey, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho. Other than that, like pretty much every woman has incredibly long hair. And WWE, almost all of them have extensions in their hair. Doesn't that get in the way? Like, doesn't that make your job like... 20 times harder? Like, your hair has to be getting pulled all the time. You, you would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would think we would see these extensions flying out more regularly, yeah. too. I've only ever seen, like... I've seen pieces of um, Bianca Belair's hair come out, and I've seen uh, Hikaru Shida's extensions come out. Uh, you, saw, but, you saw pieces of Bianca Belair's come out? Yeah, just, like, small pieces. Like, you know how, like, she does, like, the, like, it has, like, little frizzies on it? Yeah. Like, some of the little frizzies came out uh, during one of her pay-per-view matches. Mm -hmm. um, but just, like, one or two. Like, not not noticeable. I just pay attention to their hair. Uh, so, I noticed it. Um, and then Sky Blue used to have, like, sparkles extensions in her hair, and those came out one time. Uh, yeah, I just don't... 
I get that they want them to look a certain way, mm-hmm. but that has to make their job harder. Because, like, anytime you move your head, you have to move it extra to get your hair out of the way mm-hmm. so you can see what you're doing. And, like, think about all the different ways you get grabbed. Like, you know your hair is getting pulled, like, a million times during a match. Which seems unnecessary. Especially when you look at, like, everyday women walking around at the store and stuff. Not a lot of women have incredibly long hair anymore. So it's not like it's the the current fashion. Well, I like it. Well, yeah, I know you like it. Uh, and, I mean, there, there are definitely men that like it, which I think is why the women in WWE all have really long hair, you know? Um, I think that's very intentional. Uh Shayna Baszler, another one with not long hair. Smart. Because she's an actual fighter, you know? Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts on hair. <laughs> These are all your thoughts on hair. These are all my thoughts on hair. Some other ones that stand out. Uh, Tatanka had a pretty righteous mullet in the 90s. With, like, red on top. Yeah, like Rufio from Hook. Mm-hmm. It was pretty sweet hair. I don't know that his hair was Rufio level sweet, but it was pretty sweet. His hair was awesome, yeah, Tatanka. The Ultimate Warrior had uh, they had long hair, and they came back in 1992, and it was like a perm. He looked like, uh, like a Farrah Muppet? Fawcett. He Uh-oh. looked like Farrah Fawcett <laughs> hair. He always reminded me of Animal from the Muppets. Why? I think because of the yelling and the way that his hair was like all frizzy like that. Like it looked like Animal for like... Like, animal, not animal fur, like an an animal, but the animal fur, you know? Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, you have the ways that people use hair to signify their characters. You have the big boss man who's a cop uh, in Georgia, so he's got, you know, crew cut. Then you have Nails, who's a prisoner, so his hair is kept short, uh... That was, man, that was a failure of a character. You got Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who when he dropped Jungle Boy, now wears his hair in a ponytail to signify he's a heel. He's a little douchebag, yeah. Hollywood. You know what's weird? Uh, Takeshita, he, like, uses his hair in the match to, like, help tell the story. Like, when he's getting, like, frustrated or is like, I'm going to take this more seriously now, you know? He always takes his hair down, which confuses the hell out of me. Like, like he does, like, makes, like, a dramatic motion of undoing his ponytail. Mm. But to me, like, you would want your hair out of your face if you were taking a fight more seriously, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So it's an odd, odd use of hair in a match. It is. Um, another character, talking about hair being used to signify the character, Sergeant Slaughter. Again, short mm-hmm. hair. Um, and then there was, uh, in WCW, they made Brad Armstrong, uh, who was, uh, you know, just, he's just a Southern boy, just a simple Southern boy, his road dog's brother. They made Brad Armstrong play a character called Buzzkill, who wore tie-dye shirts and had dreadlocks, but he, he wore dreadlock, like, cap. Like the kind they sell, like, used to sell at like the Jamaican airports. Basically, it was te- it was terrible. That not not quite like that. Yeah. Like they were thinner mm-hmm. dreadlocks, 
But man, that thing would get knocked off. And he, he would carry protest signs. It was the dumbest character. It was as <laughs> dumb as it sounds. It was WCW. Yeah. Some dumb shit. This was in the 80s either. This is the mm-hmm. 2000s. This was like 99, 2000. Buzz kill. Oh, man. Just thought of another weird wrestler hair cut. Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah. Especially, I don't know if he had the same hair when he was a wrestler that he did when he was an announcer. But I'm thinking of announcer Jesse Ventura. Where it was like all shaved except for like a little circle in the back that he'd wear. A little tiny ponytail. A little baby ponytail. And then, of course, you had super popular wrestlers in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Two of the most popular were wrestlers who had no hair at all. Stone Cold Steve Austin in WWF and Goldberg in WCW. No hair at all became popular. So that was a a different turn. And then Mm -hmm. you had WCW... Uh, you still did have Kevin Nash with his long, mm-hmm. flowing locks of hair. Didn't Scott Hall kind of grow his hair out a little bit, too, for yeah. for that? Scott Hall had had hair. He had a mullet as Razor Ramon. Yes, he did. And an awesome mullet. It was great. Um, I can't believe I left him off my great mullet list. Yeah, he had a good mullet. Shawn Michaels had a pretty pretty good mullet. No, Shawn Mullet has the gross kind of mullet <laughs> that I will never support. <laughs> That's the, like, stringy, like, ugh kind of mullet not the good kind that all the other guys had i see yeah this is gross his is like i it looks like it's like just a step away from a rat tail yeah i'm not not down with that yeah so wrestlers using they said it's 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 a big uh history as you can tell from our and and it, it wasn't until you know, when we started seeing more cartoonish characters with WWF in the in the 80s, when that became a thing with WWF, um, when you started seeing hairstyles used to, to signify a character. Mm-hmm. In WCW, famously, in, in the 90s, 91, I think it was, they brought in, I think, I, think I, I, I could be wrong about the name, they brought in Jim Hurd, a guy, and again, again, I could be wrong about this. I think he ran uh, a pizza place, a pizza franchise, and they ran. They brought him in to run WCW because, of course, they did. Mm-hmm. And he wanted Ric Flair to cut his, you know, signature long blonde hair that all the ladies and men too loved, and wear sandals and a loincloth and be called, like, Spartacus or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. And that that was when Ric Flair left for the WWF in the 90s. Mm. He was like, fuck this shit, bye. Mm. <laughs> you want me to what? No. No, no, bye. That won't be happening. Mm-hmm. That's one of the more famous hair stories in wrestling, actually. Because he's got... I would arguably the most famous hair in wrestling, right after Hulk Hogan, probably. Didn't someone's hair get cut off from that flight from hell? Well, yeah, in the in the flight from hell, when when the WWF in the early two thousands, they had a flight from hell, uh, where a lot of wrestlers got super drunk and super high on a private flight back from Europe. Uh, someone cut off Michael Hayes. Uh, 
ponytail, which was his, you know, like, uh, his hair, while he was a wrestler, his hair was one of his signatures, and he would play with it all the time, and he had long hair like he was a rock star. That was mm-hmm. the, the Freebirds thing. They were the Southern rock stars because they called themselves the Freebirds, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, and they dressed like they were rock stars. And, and then his uh, his signature then as a road agent, which was the role he was serving in then, which was road agent, you know, make sure everybody gets to the bus on time mm-hmm. and no one's dead. Uh Sounds like a fun job. Was, or in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got, his signature then was the ponytail and he got chopped off. I forgot who did it. I thought it was X-Pac. Was it? I thought that's what they said on the, uh, It sounds familiar. It may have been. What's not, the Dark Side of dark the Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. It may have been. Yeah, there's a lot of hair, hair related things. And of course in Mexico, if you go there. Some of the biggest matches of all time are haircut matches mm-hmm. where f- wrestlers with famous heads of hair put their heads of hair on the line and, and they'll call them hair versus hair matches is what they will mm-hmm. call them. Uh, or a lot of times you'll see a hair versus mask match. If one of the wrestlers is, does not have a mask, uh, he'll put his hair on the line against the masked wrestler's mask. You'll see that quite a bit. Sam Punk and Rey Mysterio had a hair versus mask match in the 2010s. And Sam awesome. Punk lost. Sam Punk lost, yeah. Which is weird because Rey Mysterio was unmasked in WCW in the 90s anyway. Yeah, but we pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, that's weird. so weird. Um, I don't know how we've gone this long talking about hair and wrestling and not talked about the barber. Oh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yes. Yeah, the most famous haircutter in uh, wrestling history. Yeah. A man whose gimmick, whose very gimmick was it. He loved cutting hair. And he had this <laughs> giant pair of, like, garden shears that he came mm-hmm. out with. Like, like he ever used those to cut anyone's hair. And the pink, they were pink and black striped. And he would wear pink and black striped tights. Or blue and black striped. He's dressed like a male stripper and carrying mm-hmm. around these garden shears, just chopping them and like, dancing around like a maniac, you know? Mm-hmm. That was his fucking gimmick. <laughs> and he was Hulk Hogan's best friend, you know? That's why he got so many different gigs. That motherfucker has had more gimmicks than anybody. He was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He was Brutai. He was Brother Brutai. He was Brutus. He was Brother Brutus. He was the Butcher. He was the Zodiac. He became the Booty Man at some point. He became the Disciple. That's nine I named right there. And there may have been some I left out. Wow. That's uh, a lot. Man of many gimmicks. Hulk Hogan always made sure he was eaten. Mm-hmm. He was part of the Hulk Hogan circle. Like he and Jimmy Hart, you know. Hogan always took over his friends and like Brian Nobbs is oh, one. He I would, didn't know that. Yeah, John Tenta, another one. Earthquake mm-hmm. uh, brought him to WCW. Uh, anyways, we're not talking about hair anymore. We got off off topic, but yeah, the most famous wrestler head of hair has to be Hulk Hogan. Yeah, has to be Hogan's. 
it's iconic just because it's weird too, you know? It's so like thin and stringy. Yeah. Just uh like very not thin but like fine. Like it's very fine hair. Yeah. Male. It's like baby hair is what it looks like. It looks like <laughs> long baby it's hair. It's long baby hair. Uh yeah. Dyed dyed mm-hmm. be- bleached blonde. And then with a uh motorcycle man mustache mm-hmm. dyed bleach blonde and a beard painted black. Weird. It's some weird hair. Who's your favorite hair right now in, in either wrestling My company? My favorite hair? Yeah, right now. You can do men and, a man and a woman. I'll do mine you first. Get, think, you, I do yours, mine. Yeah. you do yours. So Dominic Mysterio, hands down, best hair in wrestling right now. Okay. Uh, and then female best hair in wrestling. I'm going to go with Athena. I really okay. like her hair. Okay, I'm going to go uh, Dominic Mysterio, yes, also. Hmm. Okay. Best hair in wrestling. Uh, I agree. And for a woman, I will go... I will go with... Tony Storm. Tony the, Storm. The current Tony Storm? The current like, Tony yeah, Storm, yeah. 1940s like, style. Yes. Cool. I'm down with that. That's pretty awesome. Those are my picks. Any honorable mention? No. I'm going to say my honorable mention. My honorable mention goes to Bishop Khan. His dreadlocks are very nice. They're like perfect and they're even and he he looks very well groomed. I like him. I like the dreadlocks. I see. They're a good thickness, you know, because dreadlocks can be like too thick or too thin sometimes. These are good dreadlocks. Oh, I do have an honorable mention. Talking about dreadlocks, Vincent from The Righteous. Oh, yeah. That's it's good a, hair. He's got some pretty good white guy white guy dreadlocks mm-hmm. they they usually look pretty ridiculous but he's doing his whole i want to be charles manson yeah, deal and he uh yeah they work for his character and they're, like, they're like salt and peppery too yeah. which helps i think make them work he looks like uh you know rob zombie by way of charles manson that is a perfect way of describing him yeah so he's uh it looks like we're going to see more of the righteous with him yes. just, just beating the Hardys, you know? Yeah. So great. I love it. Great. I love, I love it. it, yeah. They need to get darker. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's enough of a talk about hair, probably. Oh, yeah, good call. So when can they hear from us again? Uh, you can hear from us again. Well, the very next time is going to be... Saturday. Saturday, because we are having a big event... We're having another watch-along of WCW Halloween Havoc. Ooh. Spooky. Is that your spooky sound? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. All right. That's actually pretty spooky. Um, We're watching WCW Halloween Havoc 95 this Saturday at 4.30 on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash at no bones about wrestling. And we'll of course on our uh on X we'll have a link to it, of course. So just look there. Um but yeah it's four thirty on Saturday. Come uh and then we'll talk for, for just a little bit, just like ten minutes and around four forty We'll we'll all push play on our Peacock accounts. That's where, what we're going to watch it on, is the Peacock, because, uh, you know, it's in there. 
So make sure you have it queued up, Halloween Havoc 95. And then, like I said, we'll have a countdown. We'll all press play at the same time to make sure we're, we're queued up. We'll press play around 440. And, uh, yeah, and me and Kay and Dylan from Last Week in Wrestling uh, will be talking Halloween Havoc, guiding you through the show. In costume. In costume. And uh, we'll have some laughs, too, because it is WCW Halloween Havoc. Um, main event is WCW World Champion Hulk Hogan defending his belt against the Giant, uh, who went on to become known as The Big Show and Paul White. Uh, and there's also a Monster Truck Sumo match where Hulk Hogan and The Giant drive monster trucks that have the, their their faces painted all over them and it's as crazy as it sounds and they're they're tied together and they have a, a sumo match with the monster trucks on top of a building i'm very excited for that part yeah uh and there's other matches too <laughs> so it's it's a fun time uh again saturday four thirty on youtube come check us out it's gonna be a blast i promise you um and then Sunday, you will hear... Uh, WWE Weekly. WWE Weekly, thank you. And mm-hmm. then Tuesday, we'll be back with, of course, This Week in AEW. So usually we do it Tuesday, This Week in AEW, Saturday, WWE Weekly, but we keep getting knocked off. But mm-hmm. yeah, Tuesday, This Week in AEW, Saturday, WWE Weekly. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make sure that you don't miss a show... Be sure to subscribe, and while you're subscribing, right next to it, feel free to hit that like button. And rate us wherever we are. Rate us. Give us give us the most. Give us five pumpkins, five hearts, ten, ten stars, whatever they'll let you give us. Give us the most, please, because it, it worked out. It's good for us. Helps us get more fans, and then we can all talk about wrestling together, and it'll be a, a wonderful world. Um, and as Mick Foley would say... Have a nice day. We will see you Saturday, 4.30 on YouTube. Bye.